Welcome, my friends, to Scry Me a River, the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems. Back for another round of answering questions, queries, quandaries. If you want to add your question to the pile, please do. Twitter's the best way to do that, of course. Our DMs are open. One thing I've enjoyed this little game, this little sub game that's opened up, Dennis, uh, mm-hmm. within the last couple of weeks, is people only sending questions to one of us. Yes. That's my. F- I, I think I get more DMs than you do. I think you do get more DMs than me. Yeah, which is surprising, but you know, welcome. Yeah, I, I mean, you should be the one uh, introduce. You're, you're the real star of the show here. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just the grease on the wheels, mate. Um, speaking of Twitter, Dennis, should we, should we cover off some of the little loose ends from last week? Shall we? That we. We All right. To, well, turns out my promised a couple of Twitter polls in last week's episode. One of them was about whether you tap counterclockwise or clockwise. The other one was about the quality of Monopoly as a board game. Any turns comments, Mike Dennis? Before we get into out, the results, well, ter- just turns out my wisdom is as sage as it is unique. It turns out that's a very that's a very good way to spin it. I would say that's a very good way to spin it. You offer a, a unique perspective, one that is uniquely incorrect. Seventy four point two percent of people tap their permanents clockwise. I would I would argue that some of your evidently Neanderthal Twitter followers might not know what clockwise means. That's my out on this. Uh wow. Okay, you're gonna insult you're gonna insult my 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 rabid and loyal fan. They're gonna tear you to shreds, Dennis. They're oh, gonna tear you to shreds. No, Light look, it's it's clear. Light him up. It's Light him up. <laughs> it's clear I've been outvoted. I You know what? Uh, Good. More people do it either way. Fifteen point two percent of people will do it either way, like savage wild animals. You're now in the insulting wilderness. your own rabbit fan base, <laughs> right? More people do it either way than your way. That's how out of touch you are with the common man, Dennis. I wrote, to, yeah, I just do it with my right hand. That's the no. only way that makes sense. I don't know what to say. Out of touch. You're out of touch. Out of touch with the common man. Speaking of which, Monopoly, fine 20, board game, tw- terrible board game. And 72.7% of people agree with me. And that was on your Twitter, not yeah, mine. Yeah, the, I, was, uh, I was backstabbed there. You that were was... hoist by your own petard, my friend. I think, I think like, maybe our definitions of fun. I don't, look, I'm not, like, you know, chomping at the bit to go, go you know, a few quick rounds mean, of monops mean, here. Sorry, Dennis, do you mean champing at the bit? Is that the phrase? Or are you going to chomp at it? Is the phrase champion? Be, that's a very. Uh, you know how I learned that <laughs> because that is one of the things that my my girlfriend Megan teaches horses not to do. Champ at the bit. Champ or chomp. Any chomping. If if Megan goes to work and there's any degree of chomping going on, something has gone wrong. She's that's a horse fair. trainer and she doesn't want like chomping is not under her purview. Is it champing at the bit? It is champing at the bit. Well, I'm, not, I'm neither champing nor chomping, nor chomping at no. the bit to go a few, you know a few rounds of monops. That's not like no, and but but you're you're taking it one step further than I think most well about seventy two point seven percent of people, right. which is if someone gets a box of monopoly out of the cupboard, no, its next stop isn't the the dining room table to play a game. Its next stop is the garbage can. Nah, it's fine, man. It's, it's terrible. It's pedestrian, it's but it's game. fine. It's a terrible, terrible game. We had more people get. Uh, uh, we had people uh talking about Catan, how good Catan was. I played Catan for the first time. What'd you think of it? I loved it. Good game, isn't it? I really, really liked it. Much better than Monopoly. You should get stuck into Catan. I agree. Anyway. It's, it's much better than Monopoly. Much, but Here's that's not saying Quick much. question. Quick question. Go on. What do you call the four resources in Catan? Uh, five resources? Wow, you didn't play, did you well, not play the four? <laughs> I, I may have, I may have, <laughs> just playing without awe. He's like, oh, I don't know how to build a city. I, I, may, this I, may, have, I may have had a few drinks. That's okay, by the way. Right. Yeah, yeah. So everyone has their own way of talking them, uh, of calling the these things, right? So here's, I'm going to go really deep here, right? So I think the official names are like lumber, yep. wool, grain, ore, ore and uh, uh, what's the last one? Um, lumber, ore, grain, ore. Why can't I remember the last? I remember. 
What is, what is it? It's oh, bricks. And, and clay. Clay. It's bricks. No? Is it actually bricks? It's bricks. <laughs> because in my group back in Australia, we called it rocks, not yeah, ore. I would right? call it rock stone, I would say. Yeah. Right? Clay, not bricks. Yeah, I would have said clay. We said clay originally. Um uh sheep, not wool. Sheeps, yeah. Yeah. Wood, not lumber. Yeah. And the best one, Jojans. <laughs> what? Jo- so wheat was a Jojan. What? Go on. Because in Game of Thrones, there's like this weird side character, Jojen Reed, which became Jo. Like Reed is like looks a little bit like a wheat. So there were Reeds, and then they became Jojens. You dorks! <laughs> so you trade for a Joj. You'd say, "Hey, have you got a Joj? Got a Jo? Any Joj going? Any Joj? <laughs> I'll trade you that for a Joj. No so, worries." Uh, so obviously, in in Catan, when you trade cards, you, tra- you, you can trade them face up because you're like, you know, it's not hidden information. No, but I like out of habit, I'll always still pass a card face down. Yeah, of course. Just like, I, but. <laughs> I was doing it in Catan, yeah. and I had like five, I had like, I think I had five Joj in my hand, yeah. and I had one clay, and clay was precious at this point. I really need to build yeah. a road. Well, clay is obviously the most important. Like, you yeah, should, for those who haven't played Settlers of Catan, the, like the easiest way to level up your game, always, always pick clay at the beginning, yeah. always. It's so the most I was important like, resource. I was like, oh, I'll trade you two Joj for a wood. Or no, add Joj for a wood. And they're like, yeah, yeah. sold. And I yeah. hand over my card face down. Yeah. And they pick it up and they're like, you just gave me a clay. And I was like, oh, yeah. it's the wrong card came up back. And they were like, no. No. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, sorry. no. Deal's done. Deal's done. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst trade deal. <laughs> in the history of trade deals. Maybe ever in Catan. Well, Catan's great. You should play it if you haven't already. Um, final little thing to, to follow up on. We've heard back from Tuppence Gallery. Yes, so yes. I wasn't sure if Tuppence Gallery was his real name. Yes, last week we had a question from Tuppence Gallery, and I and I pointed out that as if if that was what uh, Tuppence Gallery's parents called them at birth, that is one of the most out there names I've ever heard. But no, uh, Tuppence Gallery writes: "Had a blast hearing you discuss the origins of my name. Unfortunately, it's not as dynamic. I made the account as a play on the name Penny Arcade, since <laughs> I mainly just repost their comics with the middle panel removed." Hence, Penny to Tuppence and Arcade to Gallery. So, nice. quite a clever name if you're doing sort of a Garfield minus Garfield uh, treatment for, uh, for, for, for pa- Penny Arcade. For Penny there. Arcade, yeah. Yeah, so I quite like that. Although, actually, I guess it, it sh- you should be posting twice as many. It should be six panels if it's going to be Tuppence. Yeah, it should be a Haypenny. Yeah, Haypenny yeah. Arcade is what it should be. Ooh. One and a half panels. Anyway. All right, Dan, should we get to the question? Do you got anything else you want to cover off? Uh I, here's the thing. I, I, something I'm struggling with, in, with that, you know, coming up to Christmas and the holidays and stuff is I'm looking for a place to buy Magic the Gathering cards and accessories. Okay. And there's, just, there's just so many options. Yeah. The thing is, Dennis, all of them are garbage. Every really? single one. Every single one, with one notable exception, is just total garbage, Dennis. And at this point, I think it's that well known that I don't even know. Do we, do we really even need to cover it? Ooh, the ad. Well, actually, we do. We're contractually obliged to. So, yes, we do. Channelfireball.com, ladies and gentlemen, the only magic retailer worth even really thinking about. (laughs) You You are wasting brain power, right? You know how you can still remember, like, the lyrics to Spice Girls and you can still quote Disney films from when you were a kid, that sort of stuff? Mm hmm. Those are that's some of the you know all of the, all the other knowledge you have about other magic card retailers that's just taking up gigabytes in your brain along with those Spice Girls lyrics. Just you got to blast that cache. You got to delete yeah, that. You got to make room for remembering bit. that Riley calls grain Jojens. You know that's got to go. That's somewhere. exactly right. You've got to be. And so one way that you can sort of uh, you know defragment your hard drive is by ridding yourself of all knowledge of any other uh, magic card retailers and replacing it instead with sweet sweet gifts of Channel Fireball. That's there's all great, you need. <clears throat> there's a great quote from a, a film called The Devil's Advocate where Al Pacino okay. plays, spoiler alert, the devil. And um, in it he says, guilt, and in this case, other magic retailers, 
are like a bag of bricks that you carry around all day. Yeah. Who are you carrying that bag for, man? Just set it down. Head on over to channelfireball.com. I think that's the direct quote. I think you can probably look it up quote, on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Head on over to channelfireball.com. Very generous. He's all like, I'm Alpacino. <laughs> head to channelfireball.com. And then, yeah, there it is. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, and that's some advice you should follow. Channelfireball.com proudly sponsoring this podcast, and uh, we're, we're very grateful for it. There's one more thing I want to bring up, right? Okay, well, I mean, yeah, sure. The cadence of the show is all thrown. We just we, we really nailed that ad, Dennis, but now, all right, go on. No, yep. no, no. So I will be interested in having guests on for segments of this show. This is and a very you, good idea. And you and I both have some, like, friends in the magic world that we can obviously, like, you know, tap and try to bring people in, and we'll, we'll probably okay. do that. But yep. you, listener, you, dear listener, the pay- only you can prevent forest fires. If you have somebody that you'd like to be on the show, just tweet at them. Tag me, tag anybody. Yeah, I was going to say let's let's not limit it to magic personalities. Sure, sure, sure. Any game, any game personality, like no, anybody. No, 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 no. Actual anyone. Do you know who I want to be on this podcast with, Dennis? Who? I want to be on this podcast with Rock the Dwayne Johnson. I want to ask Dwayne the Rock Johnson if he really could be the crocodile in a fight. That's what I want to find out, and I want to, I want him to be. I want him to answer that question personally. So yes, this is a great idea. Tag who you would like to be on this podcast, right? And we'll, we'll, we'll figure out like a little, a little question, a guest, a guest question, uh, segment for them to be on, right? A guest segment, a guestment. A guestment, right? And let's, let's aim, let's aim high. Let's aim to the high, let's aim to the pinnacle of, of, of modern stardom and let's get Rock the Dwayne Johnson on this podcast. Why do you have to say it like that every time? This is now the ultimate goal of this podcast. This is, that's all we're seeking to do now is get Rock the Dwayne Johnson on this podcast. Do you think there's actually a chance we get The Rock to like record a ringtone style (laughs) shout out for the podcast? I don't think it's zero. I don't think it's zero either. I don't think, the two of us don't have all that much clout like overall, but I reckon, I reckon it's, it's non-zero that we could get, we could get the Dwayne on this podcast. Anyway, falling short of the, the Dwayne Absolutely, Dennis. Tell us who you'd like to hear on this podcast. We'll reach out to them and see if we can uh, genuinely, stick something yeah, together. Magic, you know, magic um, players, pros, content creators, yeah, you name just, it. Ju- just tag him. I'm going to clip this and we'll post on Twitter and just, just tag him below and we'll, and we'll see what we can do. Our first question, Dennis, comes to us from Jason. And Jason asks... I'm looking for advice on getting involved with Commander. I'm very new to Magic and I don't have any friends that play, so my experience with Paper is mostly Draft, which I love. Mm. But I find that when I go to play any constructed format that isn't a tournament, it's very difficult to get in, as most people have their group they play with, leaving me in an awkward spot. What can I do? I don't want to keep showing up and not have a spot at the table. This is a really tough one. That's really hard. It's really tough. So, uh, based on the question, the way it's phrased, I assume Jason's, you know, local game store doesn't have, like, a casual commander knight designated or whatever? Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. Because uh, if it did, that'd be a good way to do it. Similarly, if they had a commander tournament, it'd be another good way to do it, because, you know, the people you play Yeah, maybe some kind of zone in which commander tournament, like, commander Precisely, yeah. Held. Yeah, exactly. But generally, if you, if you were even to play, like, in, in like a, if they did an FNN that was commander, if this if such a thing exists, mm-hmm. you would play, if you were to play in that, you would meet the same people, and then... Because what, what Jason's looking for here sounds like is that, oh, we're actually going to go back to mine and play a couple of games and have a few beers or whatever. Do you want to come? That's yeah. what he's looking for, I think. Well, I mean, even just having a group of... I mean, you know, I play I play commander with a, a regular play group, and one of those blokes, Larry, also plays with another group of people who come in to an LGS, like they never go back to their, you know, their place, sure, sure. their house, or whatever else like that. So I think let, let's let's assume that either is fine here for Jace. Um, but it, it, it's tough because yeah, you need to you need to break that ice, and and it's difficult to, you know, if if especially if there's an entrenched established play group, there are so many factors, so many variables that that prevent you from sort of uh, you know infiltrating groups like that 
very readily. It's it's really tough. I think I gotta just take the shot, man. If they're playing, and if the people are playing, and you ask them, "Hey, can I join if you play again, or can I play? The, can I play the next one, or whatever?" Putting yeah. the, putting the quarter on the arcade machine, man. I really think that might be the way to do it. And that's hard. And like you know, and you they might not want you to play. There's like there's a risk of rejection there. But you know, I I have a nothing ventured, nothing gained attitude about this. Yeah, it, it was Wayne Gretzky who said, "You you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take," and and that was a mentality that. Uh, well, it, it kind of defined my early twenties, and it, it made me learn that there are some shots that aren't worth taking, uh, yeah. definitely. But uh, no, I think I think this is one of the ones where you just got to put yourself out, yourself out there. And I understand that's not the easiest thing for people to do; uh, it can be quite nerve wracking. Again, you but open now, yourself up to a rejection or anything. But how does Jason maximize his chances of being accepted when he does take that shot? So I guess there are a couple of things. Like it depends on the dynamic of these people before they sit down, right? Are they are they just are they cruisy? Are they check, are, like is this a predefined thing? Have they arrived at seven p.m. because that's when they're going to start playing and they're very? Or is it sort of like oh, are here, they hanging like, out? Oh, yeah, people are here. Oh, we may as well kick together because if that's the case, like it's very normal and very acceptable to go up to people who are just kind of sitting around, and be like, hey, do you have a deck on you? Can we play or whatever else like that? You've just got to find a way to break the ice conversationally with these people at an appropriate time. Don't go up to them when they're in the middle of the game and start chatting. That's true. That's, sorry, that's, yeah. that's just going to irritate them, right? But beforehand, maybe you get there a little early. Maybe you know you kind of you kind of chat with. Or someone if there's somebody there else, one or two people sitting around, like, "Hey, you guys, want, you guys have commander. You want to play commander? Mm-hmm. Not an unreasonable thing to ask. No, absolutely not. And commander players generally always want to sort of bring you know oh, one yeah. of us, one of us want to bring them in. Um, and so you can't, yeah, ingratiating yourself. And, and and here's the really good thing. Here's the really really good thing, Jason. You've got something in common with these people. It's never going to be an awkward first date where you're sitting there, you know, having to talk no, about the food exactly. you're eating or the weather or the music that you like. You know that you've got magic. That in is genuinely like one of the beautiful things about going to like a game store or like a big event like a magic fest where you walk Anywhere into in a room world. with two thousand people and you have something in common with all of them. With every single one of them. So that that's is something really that's definitely gonna bring you together there. I think Jason should try and present himself as cool as possible. This is an interesting angle, Dennis. Yeah, I mean, like, do you own a leather jacket? I like, like have this. You, how many have, how many pairs of sunglasses can you fit on your face? Have you thought about arriving at FNM on a motorcycle? And then getting off the motorcycle onto a skateboard to Very the strong. Shop? Very strong indeed. Kick flip into the room. What's up, nerds? Who What's wants up, to play nerds? Commander? Who wants, to play, who wants to play some Commander? Yeah, all right. This is very good. You'll be drowning in game invites. Absolutely. So you want to you want to appear like you want them to come to you. Yeah. You want them to you want to all of a sudden be the one that they're like. Oh, I want to get a game of Commander with this cool dude. You can go and be like Ugh, Commander. What's that? I play Beyblades. You know, you gotta <laughs> correct the I other guess, one. I guess I could play some of this dumb Commander once I'm finished with these pogs. Dude, yeah. I, did I tell you I looked up what competitive Beyblading looks like? What does it look like? So for those of you that don't know what Beyblades are, which I think most people do, but Beyblades is like a... It's like, like tops. It's a spinning top that you like, yeah. you rip, you let her rip into a Beyblade arena, which is basically like a salad, plastic salad bowl. <laughs> salad bowl with shallow edges. And yeah. then they smash off each other until one of them stops and that Beyblade loses. Yeah. And like, there's commentary, there's referees, people talking about techniques. And I'm like, these are just spinning tops. I don't yeah, but the understand. thing is, people look at magic with through exactly the same exactly, lens. That's, and that's what I was going to say. Do people look at magic? But like, I just can't. Like, I look at a game I don't understand. Like, let's say I look yeah. at somebody playing. God, I don't know. Dota, Competitive settlers of Catan. Competitive settlers of Catan with their four resources. And, yeah. um, and I, I can imagine how I can understand that. I cannot imagine. Also, everybody playing in this thing was like nine years old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's are very you? funny. All right. Well, that's some rock solid advice. So leather jacket. Uh, shirt button down. Get that chest hair out if you've got. If you don't have it, draw it on with a uh, draw yeah, it on with a, with, a, with a sharpie. That's going to really help you here. Um, what else do we need? Skateboard, motorcycle. 
like two pairs of sunglasses minimum. Minimum, minimum two. So you so you can take one off in shock and still have another one on underneath. Yeah. That's very important. But mostly, I think, just understand that, you know, you got to take the shot. That there mm-hmm. might, There's a chance that it won't work out every time, but eventually it will. There's no other way to break through, I don't think. Exactly. And, and you If know, your shop again, has a Facebook group, maybe post on that. That kind of thing. That's not an unreasonable thing to do either, but... And if there's enough demand for it, I don't know what's going on at LGS specifically, but to bring it back to the original point you made, Dennis, why not have a chat with the LGS owner and say, hey, could we get a commander night going? Could we get yeah, pods not- of four that are sort of organized, maybe some very minimal prize support, you know, maybe yeah, just yeah, like yeah. a booster or two per pod or just something like that that gives you a little bit more of an in. The because structure. once you're in, once you're in, and then and then you run into the whole, you know, where like deck strength parity between players, that sort of stuff. But that's yeah, you a crush issue. these nerves with your overpowered commander deck to earn their <laughs> respect, right? But breaking that breaking that ice, I think it's it's look. I'm not I'm not trying to say it's not challenging. It's not it's not impo- no, it's very it's a very imposing barrier for some people to jump over. But hey, look, once you once you're in the water, you'll find mm, it's going to be real. It's going to be just fine. Our next question, Dennis, comes to us from Dennis. Uh, mm. This is Dennis with this is Dennis spelt correctly with two N's. Dennis Trinkle. Whoa, whoa, um, <laughs> whoa. Yeah, you got anything more to say for yourself? Whoa. Okay. Well, anyway, so Dennis whoa. says. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do one more. Sorry. Go ahead. Dennis says, "I'd be interested to hear you talk about magic lingo, not like the mm. technical terms, which are niche, niche but understandable once you know it. So it's stuff like scry or mulligan or whatever." What I'm wondering is about why people say stuff like X is gas all the time, like it's a party at Gatsby's house or something. <laughs> I understand this is what they're saying, but I don't think I've run across anyone outside of magic using this phrase, let alone on a daily basis. What What is your take on magic lingo like this? So and this kind of made me think about things. There is a there are a lot of incomprehensible magic jargon that gets oh, thrown around so without much. us even thinking. And about like it like anymore. like like you said, not even not even just game rules, not like keep Mulligan scry. No no no. Yeah. Like. I like people like saying something is gas, saying something is dece. Dece. I mean, this is okay. I got a message from Megan one time. Megan is a muggle, right? She knows how to play magic. She's played a little bit of arena, but she's not like she's not a magician, right? She's not a wizard. Um, I can't remember what it was. It was probably she's at the supermarket or something, and she's like, "Found this pretty deche." She spelt it D E C E, right? Pretty, and pretty I was like, deche. What, do you, what do you mean deche? She's like oh, that thing that like you 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 know the thing that you got you always say you and your friends I'm like. Do you mean uh, Dece? Sir, and she's sir, like, oh. Tonight's special is a pasta arabiata served a la deche. A la deche. I'll tell you what, it is extremely deche. Um, it, well, it's fine, honestly. Like, it's not yeah, deche. I don't hate it. Yeah. It's not, it, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of I'll deche, I'll deche is Dece. See, this is what I'm talking about. These are the phrases like, I don't hate it. So do you like it? I don't hate it. I don't hate it, you know. Oh, my deck's kind of medium. It was medium. Like this is not a this is not an adjective that's used to describe the quality of things. Usually. My deck's well done. My deck's medium <laughs> rare. <laughs> this deck is rare. Yeah, yeah. Um, you had some other suggestions that when we were talking about this. Oh, the, the I, I said sneep. Do you snap keep something? Do you sneep? I don't. I don't ever. I don't ever really sneep. No. Is uh, there? A- nor nor do I snulligan. <laughs> snulligan the reverse side of the coin. It sounds vaguely offensive, really. Yeah, you oh, snulligan. You snulligan. Snulliganry of the highest highest. Yeah, order. exactly. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I've I've definitely heard sneeping before. Though I've never I've never used that for, that uh, that phrase. Around. Um, doming someone. Dome yeah to the dome to the go go face. You can go, go face. Them, go face. Yeah. Flunge swing. I've never heard flunge. What's a flunge? Flunge means to attack with everything. That sounds like another very rude word. <laughs> Swing. Um, um, ooh, here I like this section. Okay. Uh, uh, card game, card names, or magic lingo that sound like dirty words but aren't. 
Oh, that's good. We should get more of that. No, actually, I just want more broadly speaking. I just want people to send in magic lingo. I like, do too. I want, I want phrases. I want, and you know what? Let's let's have them be really specific to your playgroup. Yeah. What is something that you and your friends say that you think should make it to the? So, for example, a Larry card, right? You, right. You talk. You talk about this. Yeah. I've yeah. talked to you about Larry card. So Larry, Larry, uh, I've mentioned Larry before. He's one of my uh, one of my mates who I play EDH with, and he's been playing forever. Right. He's been playing for for, for donkey's years, and so every now and again. He'll play a card and I'll pick it up and be like, this is fake. You printed this. You printed this at home. Like, this is not a real magic card. Some just random one coming from Homelands or whatever. Exactly. Or, or even recently, like, he got me with a, a card called Comeuppance when I thought he, I thought he was 100% dead. And exactly, you don't know what this card is. No one knows what this card is. No. It's it's this white card that deals to... It's like um, Deflecting Palm, basically. Yeah. Right? And he absolutely got me with it. So that's a Larry card. So um, I, um, I'm a big on. fan of nonsense jargon. So I'm going to go down a very, very deep nerd hole. I invite you to take this journey with me. All right. So in my final year of secondary school, I was a prefect, which is already... Right? Nerd. (laughs) Nerd alert. Nerd. And um, we had a prefect room. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Back up. How were you a prefect? What does that mean? You're like a rowdy boy. There's no way you were a prefect. Do you know how prefects were chosen in my school? Was it just a popularity contest? 10% teacher vote, 90% student vote. No way. Yeah. So it wasn't the nerds. It was the leather jacket wearing sunglass toting cool kids. I really appreciate that you think that I was a cool kid, but sure. I was, I was, I was studious. Anyway. I mean, Dennis, I you're very, you know, you, you're very funny. I was, uh, I tried really hard, so I appreciate that. <laughs> I, um, I was, um, so we had a prefect room and the prefect room had a foosball table. Did it have a bathtub with like little like baths, all sorts of different bubbles and stuff? Came and you put and an egg in, and it screams yeah, at you. Exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. To you. yeah, yeah. Go on. Uh, no, so uh, we had a foosball table. I obviously, as this podcast is evidence of, love taking very trivial things very, very seriously. <laughs> Nothing yes. brings me greater joy. Yeah. So I decided to appoint myself general manager of the foosball league. Okay. I provided a prize and had people sign up for the league. Okay. With you know, and there was a singles league and a team league. All right. So me and my friend Tommy we were in the team league. Our team name was Interstellar Overdrive. Interstellar Overdrive. Yep. That is an exceptionally high tier name. Uh, like for one that isn't meant to be like clearly ironic. No, I think it's a Pink Floyd name, song. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's very know. good. Whatever it is, it's very, so, very, well, very good. So to like get in our opponent's heads, this is a, this is a sub, subsection again. This is the foosball paramount section of the podcast. Okay. We would, um, we would ascribe play names to things that weren't plays. So Tommy would do something fairly innocuous, and I'd be like, oh, Huntsman's Rift, very good, very good. And they'd do, the opponents would turn them like, oh, the old Texas two-step. <laughs> just give so me- just a, make stuff up, like yeah, a wrestling just, announcer. Yeah, 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 exactly. Make, That's give, not, and like, I, lo- I love that. I love that kind of thing. Fake and then, jargon. And of course, they, they like take on meaning as well. Yeah, so if you've got, um, if you've got magic lingo that you want to send in and share with the show, we'll try to make it catch on. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll adopt tell you a story. It. Um, I want to tell you a story about a time. This reminded me because we talk about like magic lingo and how the way that it, um, uh, you know, the way that it sort of it comes into common parlance, especially with people who aren't necessarily the most um, uh, aware of what things yes. mean, right? So I wasn't there. This is a friend that my uh, this is a story that my friend Isaac Egan told me. He was at a PTQ one time, right? And uh, the sta- the the standings before the last round of Swiss had gone up, right? And uh, he's talking to this mate of his who is uh, on the bubble and can maybe draw in, but probably can't for the mm-hmm. top eight, right? So he's uh, he's there and he's talking to this person and saying, um, "Yeah, no, nah, look, I think I, you, you, I think you got to fight. Like you got, yeah, you just got to you got to fight him, right? You got to you got to sit down, you got to fight him, right?" And someone walked past, not knowing 
what they were talking about. No! And went to one of the venue officials and was like, that person over there is planning to assault someone. (laughs) And so all of a sudden, these security guards come over to Isaac and his mate and says, what's this about you wanting to to fight someone? He's like, no, 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 no. We mean like in magic. Like we have to play a game of magic with him. So no, no, no. That person clearly said that that you were talking about fighting someone. What's this about? Planning an assault. Yeah, wow. Exactly. Exactly. How ridiculous is that? That's amazing. Anyway, send in your magic jargon. I do want to hear it. Send in, or, or you know, stories like that where where being a magician has got you in trouble yeah, uh, yeah. in the real world, in the, in the muggle world, on the other side of Diagon Alley. Because, uh, yeah, I, I think it'd be really, really funny to hear what people come up with. All right, Dennis, it's time for everyone's favourite part of Scrimey River. It is time for Power Moves. Whoa, time to see if Mark Boy can hold on to his title, the Mark Boyd Award for Best Power Move of the Week. Let's see. First so up, we Mark, have John. So let's give people background. Mark Boyd, power move, un- an unbelievable power move from last week where yeah, he said that you should unroll your playmat just about half an inch or so over someone else's playmat, asserts dominance, gets you, know, gets you control of the board, that sort of stuff, really gets up in their brain zone. Love that. So let's see if Mark Boyd can be top this week. Dennis, you want to kick us off? All right, starting off with Josh Edwards, he writes in to say, when my opponent takes control of one of my creatures, I don't simply hand it over. I make them reach across the table and grab it themselves. Love it. Love it. Strong. Now, it's it's very strong, very low key. You there's want a, it? Come and get it. There's low setup, right? And and a sort of correspondingly low payoff. Like this isn't, you know, this isn't going to be one that's going to bamboozle and knock their socks off. No, but it's like an easy that. one you can slide in. I like that a lot. Easy one you can slide in and all, it also says, "Hey, you want this? You got to do the work for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not helping you out here because mm-hmm. most people, I think, would very politely just like, oh, yep, sure. Here you go. You've cast mind control. Here's the creature. You've- no, 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 no. Absolutely not. There's no favors in the world that if, 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 the other, if the other person's sitting there waiting for you to pass it over and you just stare at him, I think that's pretty strong, man. I'd one sent in uh, from Byron Bennett, Dennis, that that annoyed me quite a lot. I have to say, mm. it, I, I, maybe maybe this is a bit of a power move from Byron, just even sending this one in because it definitely tilted me here. Byron writes. When borrowing a friend's deck, return it to them with the cards shuffled back in in alternating directions. Bonus points for establishing a pattern long enough for them to get used to it and then switching it up. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of this because this is now, basically what I did to Riley and we talk about it in episode six, I think. Yes, in episode six, the best performing episode of Scrimey River we've ever put out because the I think the, it's such a clickbaity title in which Dennis frames Riley for cheating. I right? mean, that's what happened. You, this is what you did. You 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 rotated on my valicots ninety degree, one hundred ninety degrees in my deck box, and then I, all of a sudden tricky. was just inadvertently ninety degrees, in, a game 90 degrees in the sleeves would have been pretty tricky. <laughs> it was it was terrible, and I hated it. Um, but here, yeah, Byron, so I like this a lot. So what you do is is you'll you'll put it say like make it kind of look like an accident, like you might have shuffled them in upside down. But then obviously there's a pattern there, and one mm. you know once you get it maybe a quarter of a third of the way through the deck, switch up the pattern so they can't just do it automatically. Love I like this that a lot. Love this because there's no better way, Dennis. There's no better way to repay someone's generosity in lending you an expensive, <laughs> an expensive uh, commodity, you know, a deck, expensive commodity like this that you've taken care of. No better way to repay their kindness than with a mild inconvenience. What if Love you get, it. What if you loan me a deck, right, and I just gave it back to you unsleeved? What, did I give it to you sleeved? Yes. Where are my sleeves? It, also in the deck box. I mean that's annoying. <laughs> that's a, I don't know. I mean, that, if you kept the sleeves, that's kind of the equivalent of like someone handing you a pen to sign something, and then when you finish signing it, you pocket the pen. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's just stealing. That's not a power move. That's just petty it's theft. Just theft. <laughs> it's just petty theft. But I guess what hey, if, what if, you know, here we go. What if you lend me your um your your deck with like yeah. your your red sleeves or whatever, and I give it back to you with different sleeves, and then I pretend I have no idea what you're talking about. Man, I'm still going to be annoyed with you. 
I, 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 I don't know what. I, I, I launched a deck box out. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say the name of the person I lent it out to, but it's a European pro that I would say the majority of our of our uh, of our users of our users of this podcast users would know. Right? I lent out a deck in a deck box to uh, to to a well known European Magic player. Got the deck back. Didn't get the deck box back. When I asked them about it, they said, "No, no, no! You just gave me the deck. You didn't." All right. Give me the so deck here's box. what we're gonna do: If you're listening to the podcast, tweet at a European pro that you think it was. Yes. Tag Riley and just say Jacques. No yes. further. Who do you think it was? Who do you think it was? Tag tag the person you think that oh. it was. Right. And I'll and if anyone gets it right, if, in fairness, if anyone gets it right, I will out them. Really? Okay. I will. Wow. Okay. I will. You got another one here, Riley. Hot off the presses from Benny R, master of pranks. That's the well, Benny's that's calling himself the name. master of pranks. He said in a couple here, I'm going to read my favorite one of them. Okay. Using five playmats piled on top of each other at F&M. What, what, what is this? It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. Just channeling his inner Obi-Wan Kenobi here in order to assert dominance. I mean, the more I think about it, like, it's it's not against the rules, no. right? No. Like, oh, here we go. Here we go. There ain't, ain't if, no rule that say you can't use play, you can't use five playmats. Is there a rule against bringing your own chair to a tournament? Probably not. Probably not. Can you bring a lifeguard chair? <laughs> bring a tennis judge chair. <laughs> oh dear! Your opponents have having to like hold their cards a millimeter away from their chest so you can't look over and, and you see just them. drop yours and they float down onto the yeah mouth. exactly yeah 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 you know how sometimes like you'll you'll you you know you'll you'll throw down a removal spell at, yeah, at a, now at it's the a real time. throw yeah exactly now you now you sort of flick drop. it like a yeah, like a card like a, a card magician flicking it down to the table you have a you have a stick with a glove on the end to tap them oh no one of those little things you get at a you know at a, at a, a, at a toy store like a little grabber like a little shark mouth that goes up and down you can yeah like that oh mate that's very good that's very good so I mean, yeah, I think, forget the five playmats. We need we need a lifeguard chair. Yeah, I think five playmats is like a five and a half out of ten power play. I think yeah. lifeguard chair though, ten out of ten power play. Oh mate, I love it. All right, I got one here for you, Dennis. This is a power move coming from Ian, and Ian writes, announcing storm count, whether or not you have the city's blessing, or if raid or ferocious or formidable, etc., are active, even when nothing of the sort applies in your deck. Now love again. It. Ain't no rules say so you can't do this. No, this is this that is, is just, that might, that, this might not even be paramount. This might just be good game tactics. This is just you're just wasting the opponent's bandwidth by reminding them that you have the city's blessing. And on their eight. turn, and on their turn, oh, you got ferocious. Oh, yeah. storm oh, two, ferocious, ferocious active. Yep, okay, sure, yeah, sure. I don't know. This one, it's it, again, it's it reminds me of the uh, the mind control one where it's like it's pretty low level. Like it's not, it's not. Uh, you know, this isn't a, a high tier power. It, it's definitely an asshole move rather than a legend move. No, but um, it, it's, it's it's definitely harmless. a way it's harmless. To, pardon? It's harmless. It's harmless. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not being a good guy. You're not being a good guy by doing this. You're not being like, a bad guy. I don't hate it. Yes, you are. You're obviously being a bad guy. Disagree. I think this is on the line. Definitely. I would say, you, okay, you definitely shouldn't do this in a competitive tournament. What is your favorite keyword to point out? What's your favorite thing to point out? I know what mine is. I don't know. I don't know if I do this, actually. There's co- No, no. I mean, if you, if you were to like, what's, 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 what, what is dialing this up to 11? I don't know. Tell us. What, what do you So got? there's two I have in mind. One is devotion. Because oh, yeah, you can do yeah. that constantly. Yep, Specifically, yep. if the opponent's playing green-black and you're like, oh, devotion to blue zero. Yep. Oh, oh, no, wow. no devotion yeah, to blue. This is, this is very bad. I'm hating or, this more and more that we talk about it. I really like threshold as well. Threshold, which is just not relevant at all <laughs> no, to any good. card that's been printed like since the 1950s. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Seven cards you've been there. Lovely threshold. Yeah. Yep, okay. Hit you. Yeah, you guys got here threshold. Devotion to white zero. I, the more I think about this, the more I hate it, which tells me that it probably is a power move because it's going to tilt people like me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't do this at a competitive tournament. Don't do this in a competitive tournament. Do not do it. Riley, do you do you hear that? 
Do you hear it? What's that? By God. <laughs> that's Mark Boyd's theme music. Oh, wait, have you got another power move for us? Mark Boyd himself writes in, DM'd me, a man of discerning taste. Whoa, 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 back up. I didn't get a DM from Mark Boyd. No, no, I did. He messaged you? Yeah. Out of the two of us that he could have messaged, he messaged you. I, I, I'm as, I was as surprised as you are. Mark Boyd messaged me saying, not even a, submit, a submission. He says, this week's power move. <laughs> oh, this, wow, this guy is... I mean, we've, we've called it the Mark Boyd Award for uh, for pow- the power move of the week, but already Mark is just asserting his... Do- I really don't, I never want to meet this guy in person because I'm, ne- I'm going to be a, sh- a shell of my former self. This tweet itself, the DM itself might be the power move. No, his oh power move goodness. of the week is... And I, and I think... It, for me, it's the winner, honestly. Yeah, oh, so he's running it back-to-back. Back. Dennis, hit me. I want to hear it. I want, I want it verbatim. Is, after losing a die roll, I'll announce, I'll choose to draw. <laughs> he's, he's done it again. Oh, Mark's done it again. Oh, he's done it again. Oh, that's Take so good. Take the agency good. away. Take the draw. I'll, I'll choose to draw. That's so good because they're always going to choose to play. There is a and very then, mild risk to choose the draw, but it's worth it, man. It's no, no, it. no, no. You still do it because in that one percent of a situation, and then they're just going to know I'll draw, and then it's and fine. You, and, Whatever. And you, but like, oh no, if they go, oh, I'll draw. You go, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even <laughs> better. Even better. Oh, he's done it again. He's done it Mark again. Mark Boyd, the gift that keeps on giving. I think Mark Boyd wins the Mark Boyd Award. He does win the Mark Boyd Award two weeks in a row. Mark Boyd has won the award, an award named after him. That is a hell of a power move. Oh. I'll draw. And then when they go, uh, yeah, I'll go first. Like, yeah, I thought so. I thought you would. Yeah, that's what I said. I just draw. Yeah. Oh, so good. Thank you so much, Mark. Our next question, Dennis, comes to us from Wolfgang Cloud. Here. Hell of a name. Hell of a it's name. It's a hell of a name. Yeah, it's a very powerful name. Very powerful German name there. Wolfgang, to those who obviously aren't familiar yeah, with Yeah, introduce yourself as a gang of wolves, a whole pack. Not, I, not, I would say one. wolf pack. I would say wolf pack. That's just me. Yeah, yeah. Wolfpack Cloud, who writes, Wolfgang uh, writes, I have found that most Magic players have a deck that tilts them just by losing to it. For me, it is Hard Control or Oko. I play Burn. I find that I'm often sitting across from a tilted opponent for just this reason. How does one console the opponent in this situation? Dennis, we've had some tough questions on Scrymia River, and this... Is not one of them. No, this is easy. Very easy. Not one your here. responsibility, man. Not your job, mate. Not your job, Wolfgang. If they're going to get tilted because of the deck you play, that is on them. Now, if Wolfgang wants to, you know, diffuse the tension a little bit to make, you know, the game more enjoyable for both him and the other party, I understand that. Yeah, but I think by the same token, you have no responsibility. If your if your opponent is going to sit there and be a salty sea dog because you're going to you know show them pictures of fire until they don't want to play magic anymore, that is a hundred percent on them. It's a hundred percent on them. What is? Is there a deck that tilts you? Uh, yeah, Tron. Why does Tron tilt you? Because it's just they've always got a turn three Khan. They've always got it. Like, they never don't have turn three Tron. Turn three uh, Khan. Lantern used to tilt me a lot back in the day. I guess that, that's... Yeah, cool. yeah, I hate it. It's kind of a cold I, take, I though. It's just because losing takes forever. That, and that's, that's like a, a separate kind of issue. That's not really a problem with the deck so much that's one of the like, mechanics of the game yeah. like and sitting with sitting for a long time while yeah exactly no um i i think it's totally legitimate to be tilted off by decks but also it's 100 percent on you you can't blame your opponent if they're playing a deck that you don't like i mean I, i've got two words for you get good yeah get over it yeah i think that might be the case honestly like well look i commend wolfgang's you know for level caring. empathy here absolutely yeah but i i don't i just don't think it's your responsibility so so Wolfgang's saying that they that they get can they get um uh, tilted by hard control or oko right so 
This is someone who obviously has a lot of empathy. Someone realizing that, ah, oh, this is how these decks make me feel. I play Burn. That's going to make other people feel a certain way. So I guess, look, how does one, maybe console is the wrong word. Maybe mm. how do you, how do you raise the vibe? How do you, what, you know, how, how can you, how can you fix the the ailing atmosphere of a table like this? I don't, and that that's a tougher question. If you if you as you say, Dennis, want to try to make it fun for all parties involved, I don't know. Have you got any ideas? No, I don't think so. Like it's tough. Like if the the, the person being tilted just by the like you you say you're tilted by Tron. Does yeah. that affect how you talk to your opponent or anything? Not really, because I mean that's it's, it's only game. Why you have to? Get it's mad? only game. Why you have to be? Mad? Um, I'm, I'm gonna do the accent. I'm Eastern European, but um, I feel like I I, I think that's the, the thing. Like if. If they're being unreasonable and like yeah. acting like a jerk as a result, I don't think you can win them over. You can't. My friend of mine used to always say, "You can't reason someone into out of out, into something they did not out of something they did not reason themselves into." And here's another here's another aspect of it, which actually the the way that the chips sort of fall in Wolfgang's favor here. If he's playing burn, it's going to be over pretty quick. Yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to suffer too long. Yeah. You don't have to worry about consoling it for too too much longer. So I think the best way that that a burn player can quote unquote console their opponent is by getting out of there. Yeah, <laughs> just, just getting like, him to zero and then like, see ya, Righty, Boris have, Charm, you goodbye. I have an addendum on Wolfgang's question. Okay, so I want to call you out on something. Oh, go on. Just it's mild. It's okay. This is gonna be. This is gonna be interesting. All right. So this is a te- this is a take that we just this did was not- this was not cleared before the show began. No. By the way, usually Dennis and I have a little bit of a chat about where we're going to go with different questions, that sort of stuff. This this is this is coming to me fresh. No, no. Well, this is a previous take of this question. Your OK Google chimed in and tried to you know join the podcast. Yes. And I made a joke about getting Alexa here on mine to join the podcast, who somehow yes. I, I dodged waking up by saying her name. I wonder if someone could massively troll us by tweeting in a question from the account, like Alexa played Despacito or something, for example. And we'd have to read their name on the podcast, recording it. Okay. And then I remembered, and I think you'll like this, when I was in New York, I was looking for, it's just an anecdote now. I was looking yeah, for a place. Where's the call out? Is the call out that I wanted to edit out a poor quality part of the show? That's the call, that's, that's the call out. The call oh, out was really okay. a segue to me telling you about this, which I think you're going to like. Okay. So, so basically what you've just done, Dennis, is you've been one of the, that, that guy at a party who's in a group of four people talk, talking about <laughs> something and the conversation starts to move in a different direction. I had to write the ship. Oh, I need to get it back to where I wanted it before. I yeah, had to write right. the ship. Yeah. Okay, so, so basically the, the, the situation is, hey, Riley, I want to tell you this story. Go ahead. Yeah, so I was, we were in, I was in New York, and I was looking for a place with my girlfriend to get brunch. And I found the best-named brunch place in the world. How? Okay, you framed this as an addendum to Wolfgang's question. This is in no way an addendum to it Wolfgang's is, it's, question. It's, it's in your eyes. I read it at all. Yeah. I might just edit this part out as well as the Alexa bit. Go on. I anyway, th- tell th- us the best-named brunch place I think, I think, I think the name of the brunch place is going to be so good that you have to leave it in. All right. All right. Go. Hit can, us. Can you what guess? Can you guess? Uh, brunch, brunch, uh, crunchy brunch. We Mm-mm. got uh, the name of the brunch place. Riley was brunch places near me. That is <laughs> exceptional. That's so good. Oh my goodness! Talk it's about a- bloody SEO, Dennis. That's one of the smartest things I've ever seen in my entire life. That's incredible. I could, I, you know how I found it by googling brunch places near me. And then it, it it came up as the top one. You're like, yep, well, so that's that is that's the IRL version of clickbait. Yeah, they got your click, Dennis. They gamed me. Now they it turns out it was, like, got, it was like it was like 15 blocks away. It was not near me, so I didn't go. Yeah. But I, if anybody lives in New York, or I think it was in New York, but like there was a place called Brunch Places near me. If you know any other incredibly clever 
like local game store names or I mean this is basically not even a magic podcast at this stage yeah. <laughs> you know any brunch places <laughs> you know auto car repair houses, whatever you want I was just blown away by brunch places near me and I had to tell you about it and I had to commandeer Wolfgang's question to do it so uh, in summary Wolfgang uh, if you've really tilted your opponent off that much with your deck choice just take him for brunch at brunch yeah, places eggs, near me and, few, and- you know what they say Time heals all wounds, and so does a nice eggs Benny. So don't worry exactly about right. It. You just uh, just apologize over a uh, over over a pile of avocado toast, and it'll all be fine. All right, Dennis, it's time for the outro. I, I notice always that you're in, always in a big hurry, like you rush through the outro. So I've actually got a question for you. This is part of the outro, and I'm trying to actually swim Thanks against the Thanks a lot for joining us, here. everybody. Yeah, the show is, as usual, drive to you by jumpfarmer.com. <laughs> Are you one of those people who skips the outros of podcasts? Um, let me think about when I jump out. Because I think I, I will have closed the podcast before the music has faded out, yeah. but I, I will listen to the ending. So you listen to every word they say, because I know there are some people who just like jump out straight away. As soon as like the bulk of it's done, they jump out because they know it's all just oh, the no. same sort of housekeeping, boring, like ads and I do jump out in Dungeons and Daddies, for example. When they start reading the credits, I jump out. You bail on bloody Freddie Wong. I listen the whole way through, man. I, I want to I want to hear that theme music. I want to hear that outro. Nah, I got, I mean, look, and look, I'm appreciative of people who listen to our podcast. And if you're still yeah. here, thank you very, very, very much. We I think really let, you know. I tell you what, let's have let's have the secret end step podcast here. Let's have a mini po- a podcast inside a podcast. Welcome to no 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 right right right. This is a secret. Welcome to another episode. Oh, sorry, whisper. Yes, welcome to <laughs> welcome to. <laughs> Um, Dennis and Riley's um, secret scrum, secret secret video game podcast. I can't think of anything else I can talk about. Video game so podcast. Welcome to Scrum Your Secret, the podcast in the podcast. <laughs> uh, this week, we're going to talk about What the Golf, which is a game that I've started playing and is actually really fun. If you, I, I, I don't know if you've ever played Golf Simulators, Dennis. This is the best one I've ever played. You should try it. Um, I mean, it's not going to be hard to crack my top five golf simulators, let me yeah. tell you. <laughs> there's Robot Golf. There's what, well, what the Golf's really good. What have you been playing this week? I have been playing uh, Jedi Fallen Order. How's that? It's all right. I don't know. It's just like I wish I had a more incendiary opinion on it. But all I, right. I just got a – I just I just picked up the spoilers. Uh, Double ended lightsaber. Very, very happy with that. That was cool. Nice. Okay. Well, thanks for tuning in to Scrum Your Secret. That was this week's secret podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us here. Uh, we do actually have to do all the – Boring, well, no, we, are, we are actually looking for a sponsor stuff. for Scry Me a Secret, actually. Currently an unsponsored podcast. So if Audible or, you know, Tunnel Bear or DoorDash yep. or NordVPN want to reach out, we're definitely yep. up. <laughs> yep, exactly right. Just let us know. Anyway, uh, we're going to wrap things up, of course, with all the, all the normal boring housekeeping stuff. Channel5.com, go and check them out. Go and buy your cards there, of course. Uh, special thank you go to Joachim Karud, who uh, provides the music for... Not only this podcast, but basically every piece of content that I put out, except for Half-Ass History, which has uh, the United States Marine Band playing its theme song there. That was a little commission, commission I got done for, from them. Um, and uh, thank you to you, the listener, for sending in questions. Please do send in more of your questions, as well as power moves, and of course, who you'd like to see uh, guest as a guest on the show. We do want to hear that. The and- Rock. Tweet the rock. Yes. Tweet yeah. the rock. Let's, let's make it happen. Um, and any magic lingo you have as well. So that's your homework. Anyway. That's it for us this week. Dan, it's been a lot of fun. Been a lot of fun, and we'll uh, hopefully see you all next time. All right, see you next week. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, that's it for Scrimey River this week. 